3: Well, for my money, Ron, that was the single most entertaining hockey game I've watched all year. I wonder if our friend and yours, Mr. Tyler Kennedy, agrees he is on the fan hotline right now, ready to talk some hockey. Hello, Tyler. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, boys. Uh, Yeah, definitely entertaining last night.
3: Best game of the year?
2: Yeah, I think so. Again, like especially that first period, it was back and forth, up and down, um, and you can really see where the goals are starting to be scored now, right around the net. And again, every time I watch the Penguins play right now, it just is so elegant to me that Sidney Crosby is the MVP. He might be new to the MVP of the league just for what he's doing to the team. Like it's it's unbelievable how he's putting on the team on his back, how he's still getting it done day in and day out. And again, for him to put up the points and have 22 goals already, it, it it is unbelievable.
3: Tyler Kennedy on the fan hotline presented by Sullivan super service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years.
1: Tyler, that felt like such a huge win. If they'd have blown a five, two lead and lost that game, uh, you know I mean every point is precious but that one would have, I think been real crushing yet they held on and then Sid got away to win and they got two points on the road against the best team in the league
2: yeah especially against them that's a huge that's a that's a hard game to win in their building and for me you know they won three or four games before they lost one which was kind of a you know against wash which you know might have been a hiccup but if they would have lost last night, it would have been kind of the same kind of thing. We saw it be the or they won two lost to one, three, lost three, you know? So to get that win last night was huge, especially with one of the division guys lost last night. There was Washington or someone there chasing lost last night. So that really helped them to get that extra two points and, Again, they're they're turning in the right direction, getting scoring from all over the lineup. Again, Jeff Carter's playing a lot better. He's really, you know, he's a guy, he's pulling the rope, he's helping out. Um, Graves, it was nice to see him bounce back after a tough game against Washington. So it, it was a great game to watch as a fan.
3: Tell us a little more about Sid's work ethic. I think Emily Kaplan was on during the game last night saying that, you know, he'll he'll miss a certain play in a game and then you can be sure that the next day at practice he'll do however many reps of that exact same play. Like what did you see from him, Tyler, that separated him, that enables him to somehow at this age maybe be the best all-around player still in the world?
2: For me, he he just did everything right. Like he never missed. You know, if he had a bad game, he was there watching what he did wrong. If he missed, you know, maybe a tap-in or a one-timer that could have went in, you know, before practice, you'd see him doing it. You know, when it was, say, a day off, he would be in taking care of his body. Like, the guy never missed. Like, he was always on, and he was always driven just to be better than everyone else. Like, and I remember, like, again, days off, like, I'd go out the night before, you know, the team would go out and stuff, and Sid he, he just took it to another level, the seriousness of being the best in the world and it was just the little things, he didn't do it loud he didn't do um, you know, in your face stuff, but everything he did was so thought out so so perfect that it was it was, it was just really cool to be around and being a guy that Played with him for six years. The one thing I, I kind of regret or I do regret after my career was I didn't spend enough time with Sidney Crosby either in the summer or during, you know, my Penguin time here. Just honestly just studying him because, again, like everything he did was right on the money. You know, every everything had a purpose. And not saying other guys didn't, but his attention to detail was just next level. Again, like he he really wants to be the best. And even now with, you know, everyone talking about him and the three are getting older. Can they still handle it? And Sid was talking to either the Penguins and saying oh it would be nice if I got 100 and it wasn't because it would be nice for him to get 100 but he said it was just because it would help the team get into playoffs and he sounded like a driven hockey player that not that I haven't seen before but it was just a little bit more of a motivation at the beginning of the year that you kind of knew he was going to have a big year and Again, he, he is a guy that just consistently gets it done. And um, when you look around the league, you can see why every young guy, every young superstar looks up to Sidney Crosby.
1: Tyler, you mentioned a bounce-back game for Graves. I, 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 I've I been disappointed. I'll bet he's been disappointed. There was even speculation he might be a healthy scratch at some point. They gave him a long contract for a lot of money. And I've been a little disappointed in Carlson, too. Not that he's been terrible but maybe my expectations were too high. Those were the 2 offseason signings other than Jari. What do you think of how they've been playing?
2: I think Graves has struggled a little bit. You know, I think his, his, foot, his foot speed isn't where I think I thought it would be at the beginning of the year. I think that's what really hurts him. I think he's a real smart player, and I think it's, it's an adjustment for him Like, I think he's a really good defenseman. I think he does deserve that contract. But I think it's an adjustment playing with those guys that kind of have the green light and have that, oh, no, no, he's gone. So there's going to be a lot of two-on-ones and that kind of game. I think, and it does, again, he's only been really playing with the Penguins for four months, three to four months. He's only been there. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get settled into playing with a different team understanding a bigger role um, and I think he will grow into it I think he will grow into a top four top two guy and he's going to be more of a, a Rob Scuderi than a Chris Latang. let's be honest That's that's going to be his role it's shut down simple get it in that that's it that's that's all you're going to get from him um, so I think he's playing okay but I think there's definitely room for him to get more settled in and find his game and what he needs to do for the Penguins, you know, defensive core to be more successful, stop more, you know, goals on net. Um, Carlson, I played against him for a long time. I kind of knew what I was going to get, you know, a guy that's going to be a riverboat gambler up and down the ice. Uh, He provides offense, but he obviously gets a lot of goals scored on him. Um, I'll be very interested to see how he reacts, the second half of the year. That's when that's when real hockey players find their game and get going because this is this is starting to be meaningful hockey. Let's see how he can buckle down and take that next step with the Penguins and provide a positivity on the ice instead of just being that River Bowl gambler, kind of that backyard hockey player. Again, he needs to kind of buckle down And produce, but also really take care of his defensive zone. Because right now, again, he's up and down the ice. He's willing to give one to take one. And at the end of the day, defense wins hockey games for hockey. You know, defense first and the offense will take care of itself. And that's been the model the whole time with the Penguins. And it was, again, it was interesting them bringing him in. But I do think he will be or I think the top guys, the leadership group, will reel him in and make sure he does play the right way to be successful.
3: Stanley Cup Cup champion Tyler Kennedy on the line. So, Tyler, when I look at the East, see if you agree with me. I think that five teams are virtual guarantees to get in. Boston, Florida, Toronto, Rangers, and Canes. And then I think there's three spots open for the likes of the Islanders, Flyers, Lightning, Devils, Caps, Penguins. Want to throw the Red Wings in there? Go ahead. Do you agree with that? Those top five and then and then who are the other three? If you had to predict right now, who get those spots?
2: Well, I, I think your top five are right on the money. I think those guys are pretty much shoe-ins. They've been playing pretty consistent hockey, and that's why they're in a the playoff spot right now. Um the next three, I think the Penguins will win. I think the Penguins will get in. I don't think the Islanders will. I don't I, I don't think that the Devils won't. Philadelphia, you know, the bubble's going to pop.
3: You said the Devils you know, won't I, get in or will get in?
2: Will not get in. Mm. Philadelphia will not get in. I like Detroit. I like their young team that's going to come on here. I like them. I think they'll sneak in. And... Tampa. Tampa Bay lightened yeah. it. Yeah, I still think they have a winning mindset set, a winning culture. And when you when you go when I went from Pittsburgh to San Jose Sharks, the culture changed. And the biggest thing I noticed when I played on a winner, which was the Penguins, that when it was three two in a in a game, we knew how to buckle down in and, and just keep it at 3-2 and win the hockey game. And that was part of the winning culture. We knew how if we lost a game, we'd have to get back on that horse. And when I went to San Jose, it was different. It was guys maybe a little bit more selfish, trying to get goals, even though it was a real tight game. If we lost a game, it was okay. Again, it was just different cultures. And when I look around and who's going to make it, I always think the guys that have won before always know, how to get games when they really mean something so I'm pretty confident in those three teams
1: Tyler you know Mike Sullivan has been around a long time highly successful but a little bit like Mike Tomlin hasn't gotten it done much in the playoffs the last five years how do you I still look at him as a really good coach do you and why if so why if not why not
2: I think he's very detailed. I think the biggest thing is when you when you listen to Mike Sullivan you hear the players, he's very detailed, he's competitive, and he's very good at communicating and getting guys to understand what they need to do to be successful. They, I think every guy on that team knows what their role is and what they need to bring to help the team. And I think that is what Mike Sullivan is really good at. Again, everyone does the X and O's, but to get a guy to buy into it means a lot. And I think he's really good at it. Um, I think he's great. He's got a great leadership group, which helps the coach. You know, again, when you have Sidney Crosby, Malcolm and Latang as your leadership group, that's won three, three cops. Like that helps a lot. That helps a coach a lot compared to a, you know, a guy in New Jersey or a guy in Long Island. You know, he's on his own, you know, when you look at the leadership, they haven't won before. So that helps Mike Sullivan. I think, um the last 5 years like they're not always going to be runs where you go deep in the playoffs like you won back to back Stanley Cups like eventually you know teams come out you teams are rested like every team that's went back to back when you think of the Lightning they they went back to back look where they went last year they didn't go that far in playoffs like there're eventually going to be a drop off until they kind of find the next wave or find the next set of guys That can push them into the playoffs and be successful and right now what i do like about the penguins what is a real positive thing i see when i watch them is how they're scoring their goals when you look at the playoffs all the goals are scored in those dirty areas and how many goals last night were scored within five to 15 feet with in front of the net like i think four out of the six right were rebounds in close, and that's how you score goals. That's how you kind of determine if you have a playoff team. The, the lucky goals from outside—they're getting the dirty goals that—that that means a lot, especially down the stretch and in the playoffs.
3: One last thing about the East, as I—and I'm sure you would agree with me—that Tom Fitzgerald, who basically runs the Devils, is one of the sharpest guys in hockey. I can't believe that they just left themselves without a goalie. It's like an NFL team. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll we'll just try to get by at quarterback. The rest of the team is set. If they brought in a guy like Markstrom or John Gibson, somebody who just gives you innings, you know what I mean? Quality innings. Yeah. I think they would just take off. Do you think that's going to happen? And which one of those guys would you want?
2: I, I think Gibson, He's. A, I think I love the way he battles. He's a local kid, but I know him. He's a guy that wants to win. I think he would help them a ton. And. When I look at the, the Devils played there, great, great team, great staff, but they had so much firepower last year that maybe really got overlooked because they would be winning games six five, you know, seven two. You know, they had so much firepower that maybe they forgot about the goalie situation and now that they're not you know, their stars aren't putting up as many goals as they did last year that their goalies really kind of out on an island by himself and it's it's a real big issue for them because when you look at their lineup their top three line their top two three uh lines are the best you know they, they can compete with any line or line combination in the league and maybe be better but again if you don't have a goalie that can make those key stops in those vital times in a game you're not going to win and we know that when when jari and was struggling a little bit and he's found his game. He's played great. But when he was struggling at the end of the year, that hurt the penguins. You know, they needed him to make some key stops and, you know, he struggled a little bit, but now you can see he's found his game. Even Alex has found his game and that's really pushing the penguins into those win columns, streaking, and that that that's a big part of your team. Again, go so from might hockey all the way to pro hockey if you don't have a goalie that can make some saves when you need them you're not going to win games consistently
1: tyler they you know they have salary cap issues a lot of teams do what are they going to do with jake ensel after this year i love jake ensel how he plays he's a 40 goal man but if i'm him i'm going to command some big bucks what do you do and sid loves him too which is a factor how do you find you have to find a way to bring him back i'm thinking but it's going to be difficult
0: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
2: yeah like um one like when i like i just i was actually thinking about when i was watching the first period like this 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 guy might have the best chemistry with sydney crosby Compared to every linemate Sid's ever had, he has—he is a guy that really works well with Sid, competitive, and just like a natural scoring touch around the net that just gets it done. You know, just gets those points that you're like, "Wow, is he gonna produce?" Because he's not that flashy. Like you don't see Jake Gensel coming down and going shelf like an Ovechkin or like, you know, a Matthews. He gets those little. You know, those little scoring, you know, tips or, you know, those dirty area goals that a lot of guys struggle to find and do. Um, but like you said, a guy that's put up 40 goals before, he consistently puts up goals. He's your top, you know, left winger. Um, I don't know, you're talking maybe nine, nine, Ten? You know, like when you look around, when you look at some of the other guys scoring 40, they're getting big, big money now. And the salary cap is going up, I think. And the one thing that I think would help is a guy, his sentiment. And I think Sid might talk to him and say, hey, this is kind of how we do stuff. We, You know, we do take a discount because we want to win. It helps you in the long run. I think Sid would have that conversation with them because that's the only way you're going to win in this league. If guys take less, so you get a better team around you. So um, I, I'm interested to see how that plays out because he, he deserves big money and I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to go look for a paycheck to sail him off the sunset. And thank you very much. I think a guy who has, you know, a lot of roots now in Pittsburgh, he's been here for a while and um, it's just how much is he going to take a discount because he deserves a, a real big paycheck.
3: Thank you, Tyler. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year. See you,
1: man. Have a great weekend.
2: You too, guys.
3: What a nice man he is, huh, Ron? What do you do with Jake? Mm.
1: I suppose. he. I think, and I've written this before, and I talked to Dupuis about this, he's the best finisher Sid has ever played with, in my opinion. Now, he was with, uh, what, Ginla for a while. There was no chemistry there. He was with Hosa for a while. Mm-hmm. I think Jake is the best finisher Sid has ever had.
3: Yeah, I would say so. So what do you do with him?
1: I don't know how you fit him in because he's he as he's deserving of that contract. And he's not a kid anymore either. He's close to 30 if he's, he's going to be if he's
3: not. So would you sign him? I'd try, but I don't know that I can. You can you can do it if you want. You just got to cut other areas yeah, of the roster. You got to
1: cut other areas. And I think Sid wanting him is a big part of it, too.
3: Yeah. The problem is that he's going to be 30. Right. And he's built extremely. Small. Slenderly. But. And gives up unbelievably his Unbelievably tough. Yeah.
1: Gives up his body every single night.
3: Yeah, that's the good news and the bad right. news. One of these you know? times.
1: Well, he's had a, some major injuries, but, uh. Uh, yeah, I
3: hear you, man. I hear you. But in the name of winning now, in the name of winning now, I don't see why you wouldn't sign him unless, here's the thing, uh, the caveat there, unless you want a different kind of player, you know? The James Neal for Hornquist deal, for right. example. You know, you both good players, but if you want a different kind of guy, right. that's fine. And Hossa was also a very good goal scorer, Ron. No doubt. Hall of Famer. 45 goals, 43 goals. Uh, Just he wasn't here kind. long
1: enough, you know? Yeah, he wasn't. One year, right?
3: Yeah, and then famously went to the Red Wings for a little better chance to win the Stanley and Cup. And it didn't
1: work out there, but he ended up getting one later.
3: Yeah. How did that work out for him the next year? I remember being on the ice after the game watching him shake hands with the Penguins. Remember that, Ron? <laughs> I was there, too. Ray Fittipaldo coming up, top of the hour. Let's talk about all things Steelers. Going into this game, who's in, who's out? What Ray thinks is going to happen here? What ultimately happened with Kenny Pickett? Time is 10.53. Time to call Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. Why pay 40% when you pay 25%? Call 888-98-TWINS. The 50-minute mark, South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. And it's back, the Fan Morning Show wedding, presented by Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. One lucky couple will get married or vows renewed at Voodoo Brewing Company, Pittsburgh Pub, February 16th, during the Fan Morning Show. For contest details, go to 937thefan.com. Entry deadline is January 10th. What a weekend. We have ahead here, Steelers, Ravens kick it all off in the NFL. There's still 20 teams uh, with playoff. Some have clinched, but 20 teams, only 12 teams out. Let's put it that way. Boy,
1: into the last week of an 18-week season.
3: 20 teams still alive for the Super Bowl is the best way to put it. And Mason Rudolph and the Steelers are one of them right now. Uh, Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox and Silverado, sunchevy.com. A little bit of sun today. High of 34, low of 27. Snow maybe tomorrow.
1: Joe, I want to talk about Mr. Rooter Plumbing, my favorite Pittsburgh plumbing company. I always say why, because it's the best. Well, they're looking for some help. If you're interested in a job, a career, you owe it to yourself to check out Mr. Rooter Plumbing. They've been going on almost 21 years in this market. Now you see the trucks out on the road every day, over 50 of them. Well, Bob Beal would like you to be a part of his team. They're looking for uh, customer service reps. They're looking for residential plumbers. They're looking for commercial plumbers. You owe it to yourself to check out Mr. Rooter. I always say they have the best trucks and equipment on the road, but what has to matter most to you is they pay the best wages with the best benefits. Write down the number, 412 Rooter two four one two 412 2 Check out the website. It's a good one. Mr. Reuter, Pittsburgh.com. Like I said, maybe you're interested in a job. Maybe you're interested in a career change. You owe it to yourself to check out Mr. Rooter Plumbing. As I said, going on 21 years in this market, you have to be awful doggone good in anything to last uh, in any market for going on 21 years. That's why I say unequivocally, Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing.